Welcome to another episode of Fresh Off The Set. I'm Carrie Hawker-Diaz, and I am here with a very special guest, Kristen Jensen, who is going to talk to us today about a very serious but important topic. Kristen, welcome to the show. Thanks for joining us today. Thank you so much, Carrie. I really appreciate the opportunity. Of course. This is so important. I have a six-year-old. You know, we, we want to protect our children. Let's first start with who you are and about your work. Sure. Well, um, I'm kind of an accidental author. I didn't plan to do this, but life has a way of taking its turns. And one night I was talking with a mom who had a large family, and it turns out that her 17-year-old son, they found out that he had been uh, sexually um, molesting his younger brothers and sisters from the 14-year-old down to the 4-year-old. And um, you can only imagine uh, the effect that that would have on a family. Um, And so I talked with her late into the night. And then the next morning, I just had this thought keep coming to me about, you know, how can we protect the young children? Because this boy, um, definitely pornography was was part of uh, fueling this what we call child-on-child um, harmful sexual behavior or sibling sexual trauma is mm-hmm. another term that we use. And, um, you know, it's a parent's worst nightmare. Sure. And pornography, we find out, is really promoting this. I've done a lot of, you know, looking into this, um, researching this since. and But that was the impetus to write the book because the problem was l- young kids were getting into pornography but nobody was talking to them about it. It was a danger in their life, mm-hmm. but nobody was warning them. So how do, you, how do you do that? And how can we make that easier for parents to have that discussion? And when I started, my children were, you know, hadn't yet had children, but were beyond the childhood age. And so I kept thinking, well, I'm going to write this book for my grandchildren. And that was kind of my motivation because I could see this was such a huge problem. And we, you know, to every problem, you can take steps so, sure. to, to solve it. Sure. Yeah. Okay. And let's just get down I'll to get started. Let's get down to basics. What is pornography? Can you develop a real addiction? Is the same chemical addiction to like drugs or alcohol? Okay. Well, pornography. So I define pornography in Good Pictures, Bad Pictures, which is my book. Um, I define it as for children. You know, for parents and adults, it's very different. So I'm going to start with the children's definition, and then I'll add to it. But for children, you can say pornography means pictures, videos, or even cartoons of people with little or no clothing on that focus on the private parts of the body that we keep covered with swimsuits. And I, I, I worked very hard to come up with that very simple uh, definition because I didn't see it anywhere before I wrote Good Pictures, Bad Pictures because you just didn't see people, like, trying to talk to kids about this um, at such an early age. Um, so, but pornography today is so different than back in the day when Playboy was considered pornography. Right. Um, kids don't even consider Playboy pornography at all. That's just nudes, right? Um, pornography has 
really metastasized and gotten so extreme. And um, anything you can think of, it's, you know, they've made pornography of it. And they've had to make it more extreme because, as with any addiction, you have to keep ramping it up. So the first thing that the first thing that gave you a buzz, you know, you have to. Uh, if if you're talking about alcohol, if you got drunk on one beer, it's going to take two, and then you're going to have to move up to something else and something harder, and mm-hmm. you know, end up mm-hmm. with vodka. I don't know, but um, if you're talking about pornography, you may start with just something very, uh, you know, you could think of well, man and woman having sex. Um, that's vanilla porn. Mm-hmm. Um, now it's it's children, it's um, animals, um, and and it's the most degrading acts that, that you probably can't even imagine. Um, most people. So um, pornography is very different, but we have to give kids a warning so that they know to reject it, so they can have because um, if they don't, it, it can pull them in. Mm-hmm. And then whose fault is that? It's not their fault, right? We have to we have to warn them. So, um, yes, people can develop a real addiction to pornography. Absolutely. There are so many very well done, um, very, you know, studies and research that show that pornography can become an addiction um, just like any other behavior, really. I mean... They've acknowledged that shopping can become an addiction and gambling can become an addiction, you know, and you can get addicted um, to other behaviors um, and you can get addicted to pornography. And when you think of an addiction, like what addiction can our kids get into? I mean, we're not selling them alcohol. We're not, we're protecting them from, from tobacco products. Um, but any eight-year-old get on the internet can get get to pornography. Right. right so yeah. pornography is the thing, but it works just like a drug in your mind. It, it works on the dopamine system, the reward system in the brain, and um, kids. Unfortunately, we think, oh well, they haven't gone through puberty, so that's just going to go over their head. No, it prematurely sexualizes children. And um, so it really is a problem that children can have, they do have, and they need to be warned early before they get to it, hopefully. That's the ideal situation. Right, right. And and you urge parents to talk to their young kids about pornography from an early age, but many parents worry that telling their kids about porn, you know, younger might make them curious. What's your opinion? Yeah, um, well, kids are curious. They're, they're wired to be curious, but that's the very reason you need to get in there first to warn them because they're going to find it. It's, it's like air pollution. I mean, it is around us. It is so accessible to these kids. And uh, so many kids are carrying smartphones, even as very young children having smartphones, which is not a good idea if you don't want them looking at porn. I, I understand why parents are worried. And I'll tell you, as a mother, I always, I, I'm, I feel guilt at the slightest thing, you know? 
Yeah. Um, if we can feel guilty about it, we will. That just comes um, along with it, right? It does. It does. But the thing is this. You have two choices. One choice is to cross your fingers and hope your kid isn't exposed and pulled into it um, before you get around to talking to him or her about it. Or you can be proactive, intentional, and prepare your child to reject pornography as soon as they have any access to the Internet. Um, Because when you do that, you're the first voice they hear. You're the one that says, hey, this isn't good. Just like I'm teaching you don't run into the street, right? We teach our toddlers don't run out into the street Mm -hmm. um, because there's cars. But when we, we don't, maybe because it's not so visual, we don't give the same warning when they get onto the Internet superhighway, right? That they can be mowed down by predators, by pornography, um, by a host of other dangers. So no kid deserves to face the porn industry alone. They need our help or they, they often fail. It's just too much for them and their immature brain. So um, with good pictures, bad pictures, um, basically there are three things every kid needs, and that is a definition so they can recognize it, a warning so they have really good, solid reasons to reject it, and a plan so they know exactly what to do when they are exposed. Those are really good. So a definition, yeah, a definition, a warning, and a plan. And both my books, Good Pictures, Bad Pictures, Junior, and the one for older kids that are ages like 7 to 11, that book, um, both of those books cover those three things. The book for older kids really talks a lot about the brain uh, in very simplified terms, but a lot about the thinking brain, the feeling brain, and how pornography can actually become an addiction in your brain and how you want to, you know, really protect that one precious brain that you have and keep it safe. Sure, sure. Well, and so many of us already have those filters on our computers. You know, it's the day and age of social media. Everything is digital. Do those filters offer a lot of protection, or how do most kids get exposed to Internet pornography? Because I think, well, we we download certain apps on our phones, on our tablets for them. That should be safe with filters. What's your opinion? Right, yeah. All right, so I am a big proponent for filters because it really does show your child, look, we are trying to, to protect you. We're trying to help all of us, like the whole family. Mm-hmm. We don't want this. We don't want this to be a part of our brain, and uh, we don't want this, um, you know, hurting our relationships, our future. But um, so I think it's great. But the problem is, is, you know, in filters sometimes fail. And even if you can button down everything in your house, like if you really could button down like 100% everything in your house, the minute they walk out the door, then they're only going to really have an internal filter. That's true. You need to help them build an internal filter. The minute they go to a sporting event with, you know, soccer, baseball, or the minute they go to school, um, the minute they go to a friend's house. Um, I have so many stories of kids being exposed by other kids or or teenagers. Um, And they all have these devices. So, 
really an internal filter is the only one that goes with them wherever they go. An internal filter is really a disposition. Like you are persuading them with good information, with your love for them, your concern for them to, to reject, you know, this and young children, you know, I really believe you have a high level of success if you will go through the steps to educate them um, and be very clear on what you want them to do. Um, I have tons of stories, but one of my favorite ones is of a mom who read uh, Good Pictures, Bad Pictures to her nine-year-old son. And three days later, he went to school and another uh, classmate, you know, while they're out to recess, came up to him with a phone and said, hey, I want to show you something, and showed him pornography. And this young nine-year-old boy, like, knew, like, oh, that's pornography. He, he recognized it, and then he knew that he had been warned. His mom, his dad had talked to him about this, and he knew exactly what to do. He went home after school, told his mom, and said, I was scared, but I knew what to do. Because his parents and, had those conversations ahead of time. Yes. And he, he was scared by what he saw. Obviously, and kids can be scared by it. They can they can feel scared and repulsed at the same time they feel highly curious and attracted to it. So there's a confusion there. And whenever a kid is confused and take and caught off guard, you know, that's really when they they don't have they're very vulnerable at that point. But if they know, oh, this is what my mom, my dad was telling me about, and now I know what to do because I have a plan. Um, and so, but just, it just takes the weight off their little shoulders. Mm -hmm. Um, kids need our help. They need to know what to do in these situations. And if we're too scared, you know, or uncomfortable, um, you know, or worried, I think we're doing them a huge disservice because we're just basically letting them out to the wolves. And Mm -hmm. there are so many wolves. Um, besides pornography that um, that are out there actively looking for children and to exploit them. Sure. It's a huge problem, and it's just getting worse and worse. Sure. Well, and besides your read-aloud books, which are amazing, by the way, and the Brain Defense course, what other resources do you have that you've created to help parents? So, you know, we have we have answers, and we can have a little bit of guidance to help our children. Yeah. So I have the website, defendyoungminds.com, and really the proceeds from the books and the brain defense all go into keeping that going and keeping all the excellent resources on there, excellent articles, very current. We, we interview uh, experts. We have experts write for us, um, but we also have a free guide. We have other guides, but I'll just tell you about two of them. We have a free guide that is called um, How to Talk to Kids About Pornography. And it's our quick start guide, so you can get ramped up really quickly. Um, You get, you know, we basically have three steps. Um, Get the facts, right? Mm -hmm. Arm the kids and continue the conversation. So get the facts yourself. Understand the statistics, which we list, and some really good facts about, you know, kids and pornography. 
And then, you know, we talk about how, you know, what the right age is and the defenses and um, then how to teach your child, what to teach them, when to teach them. And, um, and then, you know, how to continue these conversations and how to find those right times to talk to your kids, you know, about this topic. Um, and I would say that the most, um, the more voices that they hear it from, the better. So you telling them, excellent, you know, maybe somebody in your community or church, you know, speaking about it. That's another voice that adds to the credibility. And then, you know, with the brain defense program, we basically have six teenagers teaching that and called the brain gang and kids seven to 11 love the brain gang. And they really take in, you know, those older peers, they really listen to them. So as many voices as you can get saying the same message that pornography is dangerous, lame and it it really is just not going to add to your happiness it's not going to help you be a happy person as you grow older um so that's those are the things so that's one of the guides that you can download for free we also have a guide that's really an ebook it's about 80 or 90 pages um and it's you know now that my kid has seen porn what you know what do i do and it's called my kid saw porn now what and uh, there's a smart plan in there for, you know, right away what, what you should do, how you should, you know, what kinds of questions you should ask, how to help yourself stay calm, um, and then answers to all these questions that we've gotten experts to answer. So there's a lot of questions that come up when this situation happens, and it's going to happen for most kids. And if you don't know that it's happened by the time your kid's a teen, then you just don't know. You're just, you just don't know uh, because they haven't told you. Um, but it, but you know, 93, 95% of kids by the time they're 17 have seen pornography. Um, so we just have to kind of take it as a given and prepare ourselves and prepare our kids. And I think that's a very loving thing to do for them. Sure. Absolutely. Well, they're our children, you know, what, what's more important than protecting our own kids and this has been so so important for us to talk about it you know it is uncomfortable but at the same time like you said it is going to happen and they need to know what to do when they're in the situation you're preparing us thank you for guiding us through this Kristen if we do you have a website where we can get all these links for these resources yes yes so you can go to defendyoungminds.com and you can find our guides, you can find our books, you can find the curriculum, all the articles that we have. We have so much content. And, um, or you can, for the books, you can go to Amazon. They're both number one bestsellers there with thousands of reviews. Um, and you can read those reviews if you have a lot of time. Uh, but that's, that's another way to learn what other parents have thought about these resources. Um, and it's just, um, again, no child deserves to face the porn industry alone. They need our help. They deserve our help. And, you know, it's not rocket science. It's something we can do. And the books have made it very, very comfortable. Yep. 
Absolutely. And the books, the books are beautiful. You did a great job. Thank you so much for all you're doing, Kristen. And thank you for joining us today. Author Kristen Jensen. Great to chat with you. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you for listening at home. Please rate, review and subscribe and we will see you next week. Congrats, you made it to the end. If you want to continue to freshen up your day, you can watch us on Fresh Living every weekday on CBS Channel 2 in Utah at 1 o'clock. You can also watch us on our YouTube channel, KUTV Fresh Living, and follow us on social media. We will see you next week.